0: It. We saw already that uh, it says the uh, Ruch Hashem, uh, Ruch Hakodesh, um, entered Shimshon. But after Ruch Hashem lepame, lepame was like a bell, which means it was, it was like it a bell, clear sound. And explains the same thing. That was, it was clear to everybody that Shimshon was in the level. That he was zechut to Ruch Hakodesh. Okay, so that's the background to Shimshon's spiritual standing. Before we we're going to learn about that is involved with uh, the, his of the Is there a, a, an age that you, should, that you can start in the the mark? Is there any, an age that is more <coughs> but when uh, a person's right. It doesn't, it doesn't have a certain age. Do you want to know if pass the age right <laughs> It says, Shemshim went down to Timna. Pishtim and there you saw a, a lady who was from the family from the Mishka of the Pishtim, the a Pishti girl. Bayal, he goes back up again. In other words, in the simple chat, the Gemara already asks why that so he went down to Timna. In the simple chat the Gemara is it depends which direction you were coming from. He was coming from when he left, which was between and Ashla, which was higher in the mountains. He went Downwards towards Timna, and therefore afterwards he went back up again to his hometown. But Yagad Abibibimoi tells his parents, I saw a lady in Timna, a plishti from the, one of the plishti, The Isha, now please take it from me as a wife. Which obviously sounds very strange to his parents who are Jews, like why would you want to marry a plishti? Shit, and, then, and therefore, <laughs> So his mother and his father say to him, um, it's also interesting to note, it says the Blash and Yahfid. that they say to him, um to his parents. <coughs> Is it not in between from between the daughters of your brothers? <coughs> <coughs> all of my nation. And a wife, <coughs> you want to take a wife <coughs> from the Bishtiam? <coughs> so the Mashmar says that again said there's two different uh, points made in the same puzzle. One is Bnei Sakekha, the daughters of your brothers, and the other one is Pahalami, Mahalesha. Why are you going to attack a day from the Krishna? So originally Sri spoke to both his parents, and now by the end of Sri Mishnah al his father. Sri Mishnah tells his father, Oysa Kachari, he found favor in my eyes. <coughs> Obviously she was going to become a gaeris. I it's not just a problem of a nice face. Yeah, we've been no, talking about that. We've been talking about that. And uh, it says, so now again, his parents uh, were, weren't aware of why she wanted to do that. And the Apostle tells us, his parents then realized this was from Hashem. In other words, they understood that this was something that Hashem was going to do, and why was he doing it? He was looking for a reason to start a fight with the Christian. In turn, this person is looking to find a reason to fight. The person is as to say that there is an alila, which is a animal. And this is trying to find a way to start a fight with the Christian. And at that time, the Christian were ruling over Ta'al Israel. And therefore, this is the explanation of the Methodist and the And others say on what we explained in the Adama. And that is, that it was the only way he was going to be able to find a way to attack the Christian. Because since the Pishtim were ruling over Israel, anything he did in the capacity of a Jew would be met with you know, severe repercussions for the other Jews. And therefore, the only way he was going to find, in order to attack the Pishtim, was to kill somebody who wasn't representing the Jews, someone who's coming on his own. And if that's the case, what he wanted to do was to marry a Pishtim, and therefore people would think that he's now, K'ilu, he's become a Pishtim, or at least he's, he's, he's on the Pishtim side. And then, if he's going to stir up a fight with the other plishtim, he's not coming as a Jew. He's already married out. He's coming as a plishdim, and therefore it was. It says it was my Hashem. He now he understood this was what Hashem wanted him to do, as a way to, as a way to be be able to start a fight with the plishdim without dragging Klal Yisrael into the battle. Yeah, the world began. Now we saw someone in Ruach Hakodesh, and by the Hashem, so people respected some of his brach. Now Hashem is going to seem seemingly. Uh, cross the line and do things which Tarsa wouldn't accept. Then well, you're going to see how much the Pryosh accepted him. Do we know how old he was? No, that's not how old he was. Uh, he wasn't afraid that people were going to imitate him. Can you read that? Marrying out. Can you read like that? Love like you guys to see. Uh, the Christians were the enemy. The Christians were the were were like There weren't some of the Tarsa wanted to marry into. It was strange that Shimshon was looking to marry into the uh, into the So marrying an Arab now? Yeah. And therefore, it wasn't something which was necessarily by in other You have to see, so it'd be something which was considered strange by the by the rest of the Jewish people. Um, even his own his own parents at the beginning didn't understand what he was doing. Why do you have to marry a Pishti Why do marry a Jew? Now going back to what he said before, why, why, it says he spoke to his parents, and then it says in singular, a Avi VeImay." What are the two notions? So the Rambam tells us that Shimon's father was not a Moshevet don, done. Shimon's mother was not a Moshevet Yehuda, and therefore, um, when each of his parents heard about his idea, they each tried to dissuade him. And therefore, his father said, "Is it known you are not a Checho? Is not in your Shevet? The daughters of your brothers, this means of Shevet don that you want to marry." And his mother said, at least in part of the Jewish people, it's not going your own Shevet, at least within Ka Yisrael. You know, married from a different Shevet, but at least it's within the Jewish people. Why are you looking to marry a Peshnik? You know, nieces and nieces. Neza Checho means the Checho's Ishbal, your Shevet during Shevetan. Wasn't it hard at that time? the Basra, the Daffodah originally came into Israel and the Eser to marry uh, from one Shevet to another Shevet, but later on that Eser was removed. And never, never his own parents married crushed what Yeah yeah exactly. So why so uh, well, each one tried to dissuade him separately. Now Shim Shimshin wasn't dissuaded. He goes back to his father and he says, mm-hmm. In other words, the first time he goes to both his parents. And he tells both of them about this lady and he says, he mm-hmm. asked both of them to, to take her as a wife. And now <coughs> Uh, when it comes the second time he only asks his father. Um, why would, what, what changed? Because we're gonna see the next possible it really both his parents who were involved. It says the yeah, v- 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 So the whole family goes down together to Timna, in this place. And uh, and uh, so obviously his mother wasn't positive, like enough to stop him doing it, she, she came along with it. So we'll see why that we asked his father. But in the meantime, what happens in the story? They came to the vineyards outside Timna, And now, what happens next? Navi doesn't tell us. What we understand is, his parents can go through a vineyard. Because they, now that he's born, they do not have any restrictions. He's can't because he's a Nazir. And one of the people of Nazir is not just that he can't eat grapes, so we tell him, don't go into the vineyard, go around the vineyard. Because uh, if uh, he can't eat the grapes, Going into the vineyard, he's just putting himself into, into the confrontation with the temptation, which is meant to be avoided. And therefore, whereas his parents went into the vineyard, he was on his own, and he went around the vineyard. And what happens, a lion comes roaring towards him. So lions are normally stronger than people. But over here, the spirit of Hashem, which is this, which is what causes him to have the superhuman strength that he has, rests on him, and therefore, what is the line? By Shasay, by literally means he ripped it apart. So when the lion attacks him, he, he grabbed and tore it into pieces with his hands, which obviously is a tremendous strength. But Uma and didn't have any weapons; they so couldn't hit the lion with a stick or throw a stone or whatever it was. He used his hands, with his bare hands, he managed to tear up the but. the lion. He didn't tell his parents what he did. Why not? So, the question explained over here, it's because he didn't see it as being a big deal. In other words, we saw already that Shimshan had been accustomed to having the Ruach Hashem rest on him. And therefore, in that, when he had the Ruach Hashem, he had this tremendous strength. And the fact that he could, you know, prevent a lion who was coming to attack him but by destroying the lion, he didn't see it as something which was worthy of, of mention why does the Rabbi tell us Because we're going to see this. This is going to be part of the next part of the story. Now, why does the Lion come to Africa now? Now, what the Lion's going to do is we're going to see in a few seconds time. But the first point is why does it come to Africa now? When he's on his way to Kielu marry this this lady. Hmm. So the idea is to to prove the point we saw in Parshat that and that is if a person's on the way to turn on, the vera, normally they aren't On the contrary and the person on the way to do it there, that would be a reason for Hashem to take the Seyat away from them. And if on his way to get married to the special lady in Timna, he is given an extra dose, so to speak, of Seyat Deshmayeh, wow. so was there to confirm to him that what he was doing was right. other you words, know, Hashem was helping him do it, there was obviously a reason why he was doing it. Now... Why does it say It's pretty difficult to rip, to rip apart a Gdi. You're saying like a paper. Is you know? Gdi is always considered the smallest animal. We talk about different animals. It's a, 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 a metaphor. It comes to other places also. That uh, Gediz is considered a weak animal, a small animal. It's Still, easier. has rough skin. it's, it's, hard. Rough. it's, hard. it's true. It's true. It's from Beit It's considered a, a much weaker, so to speak. Right. Maybe the point was that it didn't have any resistance. Before we go that right? Let's discuss what was the <coughs> ovarian involved. Hmm. Now, so the first question is: When Shimshon wants to marry this lady? Is Shimshan Magaya or not? In other words, was he marrying a guy with some kind of uh, special dispensation that he understood and it was like a haras shah that he got as a nabi, or the was told to do this, or was he the was he was he marrying her before he married her? And if that's the case, his parents' objection wasn't why he married a guy, but why he was chasing a fishy to marry a Christian when he could marry a girl who's born Jewish. Now, so that's the uh, there's a famous Rambam. The Dramam says that a person shouldn't be Medana B'daitaish. A person shouldn't think that, that Shimshil Mashiach Yisrael would marry a girl. the to him that before he married her, he converted her. Except, the Novi doesn't like it because, if a lady converts, to get married is not a good conversion. And therefore, even though the master, he took her through the Gairus process, but the Masih, since the intention of the Gairus was in order to marry him, it wasn't uh, the Shmodic Gairus. By the way, the answer is exactly the same thing in the same halacha about the words of Melech. It's the same thing. Don't think that Shlemah Melech, the one who pulled the best in Midrash, would marry a guy. Of course, all the women he married, he converted them first, but the same thing. The reason they converted was to marry And <coughs> if that's the case, the motivation for the conversion wasn't the and therefore what? What's that in a case like that? In other words, it's a very, very practical question, because today, Unfortunately, a lot of the candidates for gay are people who want to make to marry. Already married. Or are already married. That makes it worse. But they say they haven't yet gotten married. But uh, they want to get married. That's why they want to convert. So we're not meant to make up a couple gay like that. But if we do, what's the deal? Are they Jews or are they not Jews? This is the famous shumla of Ha'am HaZeghijin, Sfinach Yasser. And that is, we might say even if the motivation to convert was wrong. As long as the conversion was serious, which means they did undertake to keep key mitzvahs. So in the Khil, we as a base shouldn't accept them if they have ulterior motives. But if we did, and the masses that were macabre terremotis, then they get it, then they get it. The problem with, with all the conversions which aren't being done by uh, Bate Dinim who are able to do, to do the job properly isn't the fact that the motivation of the converts isn't the, the problem is that they aren't being guy, which means they aren't really accepting to give a terremotis. But if, a, sorry, if the Gera that if if the gear or the gear is, is serious and they do accept parameters mitzvahs and they're keeping them, so even if the motivation wasn't right, that's for us as a basin to not to accept them. But if we did, they're good. And therefore, according to this shaitter, uh, even if it was wrong of Shumshan to to convert it in order to marry him, the Maya if he did, that's the first point. and secondly, assuming she kept the Halakha that was meant to do because of the gear is meant to keep parameters, then the guys would be the good It like a Ufastaya, that he conquered her in war because he was fighting. The no, he wasn't fighting, anybody. Just saying as a, a, Ufastaya, <coughs> it's not a special dispensation that a person can force someone to miskaya if they want to, or don't want to. Let go. But it's, uh, but uh, over here that uh, wasn't a war. Yet, she was willing to 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 marry. So according to the the Rambam. It wasn't a galact garris, we're going to call it that, but lemaisa we don't have a we don't have a, a problem with her being a Jew once the garris was done. Now the next question is going to be that's one shi. The other was dachegoyin, it was haroshah, which means a special heta for the or whatever she was going to do to marry even though she wasn't Jewish. The second question is: Is there an iser in marrying uh, a a a plishti who became a Jew? And this is a machlokes between the Rishonim. Also, it's between the Rishdi Why? Because the Din of Leite's Chayim Bam, Leite's Chayim which is talking about the seven nations of Canaan, don't get married to them. When's that halacha talking about? And some machlokes in the Gemara, which becomes the machlokes of Rishonim, also, Hami Paskin, mean is one chapter which means Leite's Chayim which means don't marry them when they go. but if you're a goyim, then it's the ones of Canaan. And now, even though that's a part of a general issa to marry going while the Torah is specified here by the Bnei Skanan or the, 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 the girls of the Shrevan moment, and yet yeah, since they were going to, into their territory, it was a more of a real, uh, a real yet yeah, Sahara or more of a real temptation, that's what the Torah, uh, so to speak, emphasizes here, don't marry them. That's the one thing. The other thing, which is already in the Gemara, and it's also in the Shrevan and Shrevan materials like this, and that is the Gemara, is talking about Gheirisan, which means that means even if they are going to Magaya, they still use to marry them. And that's why the seven nations of Canaan are different to any other Goish nation. In other Goish nations, you can't marry them as Goim, but they'll be Makai. They're the Jews. And with the exception of like, Mitchim, which were three generations for, or Ammonium, and you men, you can ever marry with the other, but other nations if they become Goim, you can marry them. So there's no problem with that. But, uh, but uh, when it comes to seven nations of Canaan, so that's the case, so that even when they will be Makai, you still can't marry them. And that's the case, so coming back to the question of Shimshan, even if you be a according to these shikis in the Mishanim, so then what we be has to marry her? Which is it special? Which of the seven nations? Oh, so we're going to see who the Kna'an Which of the seven nations are there, if they are in the Shemshan? My in the Slobiyan is. So the question is, we're going to see, that maybe the Kna'an are part of the university. And there isn't the national university. Why is it so important? Why, because we know that uh, we're going to talk about it that in was called Yivos, we know that the reason they didn't conquer Shalami was because the grandchildren of Yimelech, the king of the Christian, were there, and because of the promise that Abraham and Yitzchak, made to Yimelech, that he you for four generations, the Tishkari, or the Nini, or the Nechti, and therefore they couldn't attack them because they were still the first generation of descendants of Yimelech. And if that's the case, if they we put two and two together, if they're called Yivosi, and the descendants of Yimelech, we understand that the Christian, are called the nation, of I If that would be the case. Then not going to be also to marry them, even though it because they bought part of the Sheva of Canaan. But the army of Oshim was not like that, and they say, uh, it is even the Rashi that says this, that even though they were called Yukosi, the May said it wasn't Hashem, the nation of Canaan. it was a different name, and therefore they were also descendants of, of Khan, that we mentioned last night, but they weren't necessarily one of the seven nations of Canaan, and therefore there wasn't a, a deen to of the bring Right. It's not talking about. Weren't in Eretz Israel. The, the problem is like this. The Harath does go to Israel because if you look at the border of Harath Israel, it goes, the south border of Eretz Israel goes from the bottom of the Dead Sea to Nahom and to the sea. Which means the area of Aza and Ashtod and Ekron uh, and Ashkelon is all part of Eretz Israel, and those were the cities of the and Aban points out it could be he says that Erez Pishtim extended after the borders of Eris Israel too and therefore Erez Pishtim is the Pishti land which was beyond the borders of Eris Israel but for sure he says the Hamisha side in the Pishtim instead of the five principalities of the Pishtim which we keep coming across in the Nach was part of Eris Israel um, so that was uh, that's a shadow. the passage is that after the Shibai they are called the Vusi. but there is a day in the Rishonim that that word from the Shibai Mammon there were a different nation also sense of clan and al Khan is settled there. If that's the case, so then we see two things. Number one, they wouldn't they wouldn't well, the well first thing it wouldn't be to marry the or Magay. But this would seem to go against the Chazal, because if that's the case, the Qashad is not the East, uh, to destroy them either. If that's the case, why do we need the promise to Menah? So Kandira was just in order to take the territory. They were living on territory which belongs to Israel, such as Yerushalayim. And therefore, we wanted to take their territory away. But because the promised to Abimelech, we couldn't attack them or, or even chase them away because we had, we had promised not to do anything to them. If that would be the case, there wouldn't be a dinner with the Shama, like there would be by by the other Palestinian nations. Like I said, it seems like most Shittas hold it. They were one of the seven nations. There is a Shittu, not like that. And if you have to explain, therefore, what the Shittu that says, there would be an insult to marry K'nani uh, even after they converted. And we're trying to understand it, what Shimish did wasn't necessarily a violation of the Torah, we would have to explain it with the shit that it holds that uh, the Krishna weren't one of the seven nations of Okay, well How would made a treaty with Rome? that promised that Melech, for the, for him his grandsons, great grandson, the fourth generations, a was told by Hashem, the fourth generation would come back here. So he thought that until that stage would happen. He would they would be able to conquer the almost how was it that, the fourth generation? How do we uh,
1: of time here? How do you count the
0: generations? Yeah. So if yeah, you are talking Shatim about So we're talking about Yisrael's descendants. So the first the first generation would be Yaakov, and then we have the Shvatim. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second generation. The children of the Shvatim would be the third generation, and then the first generation would be the generation which came out of the train. But we're talking about four generations of Abu Melech. So. Right, right. We have to say that we're talking about four generations of Abu Melech, which means it must have lasted a bit longer. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they were still alive until the time of Abu It's 400 years here. We're talking about less than four years. 400 years. Yeah. Wrong, uh, yes, the 400 years starts from Giswan Absarim, but the promise of Abu Melech is related in that. It was when Abraham was, at least the promise of Abraham, we know then it was the year before Yisraq was born, which was uh, which was 400 years before Kerala Rezaq. Now, if you're going to say that Yisraq re that promise later on, it's even less than 400 years. Whatever it is, but what we know is that in the time of Yeshua, that's when it says they weren't able to conquer them because was the false conversion is coming back. Can you read the later on? There were no well, Wasn't this already like 200? That's, uh... i the use of the word Bein. Right. The Daishnit said that Yashru Beinai, it's much that he's was, he was looking for something uh, visible, so to speak, in a physical sense, which we're going to see that what was punished for. But uh, either way around, the Lash the, in is Lash that she's correct, more than that she's beautiful. That's for sure true. Uh, it, he, that, that wasn't the argument he made. Anyway, so we, we're holding by the fact that Shimshon now comes to Timothy's parents, by design by Dabba, by Yishara, by Tishara, by Eni now he also comes. His parents had already gone beforehand because they went to the vineyard. Now mission also comes down to Tinder and he speaks to this lady. And Sh- if I teach you, Shimshan is correct for him, if he wants to marry her. So at this stage, they didn't get married yet. At this stage, they only agreed to get married. You're going to see later on that Shimshan comes back to marry her at a later stage. Um, this is uh, something which we find um, the Rambam says the beginning of the issues is something which doesn't apply out of, in the in the non Jewish study. If uh before without or with the, before the Torah, so there's no process of getting married. If a man and woman want to be together out so okay, they can live together. And if they want to separate they can separate. But if there's any Torah that there's a Muslim of preparing like choosing to get married to somebody because of making a kiddush and afterwards calling up for the marriage. Never we see here goes through the Jewish person getting married. He comes down to Tim with his parents, um, he speaks to the lady, agrees to get married, and then afterwards, sometime later he comes back to marry her. Which means that uh, even though he was marrying someone who was at least a or maybe a but the way he, he got married was the Jewish idea of marriage you are also going to, see in mm-hmm. going to see which also adds a certain strength to the argument that even if he was wearing a Fishti, he would be MacGyver, and therefore instead of him acting with Fishti customs, he would act with the Jewish customs. But yeah. isn't that contradictory, though?